this is Pablo again, and um, I'm here with Miguel. Hello, I'm here too. <laughs> um, today we're just going to deal with um, the topic of beer, alcohol, wine. Um, again, we've had, at least I've had um, a lot of questions about it. Um, my own mother-in-law still questions whether Christians should drink or shouldn't. So these are things that um, at least we want to hit on today um, quickly. And um, we'll deal with what Scripture has to say about beer um, and uh, what some common questions and some common scenarios that we find and how we deal with them. And these aren't, these aren't things that, that you think are right. Right. So yeah, the, the, this is what, that's why we went to scriptures first. This is what we're gonna what we're gonna do is look at the scripture and what the text says, and not necessarily what I think or what is logical in my mind at least, but what scripture says, and uh, that'll that'll give us a better understanding. So, if you're following, we're gonna be going to Proverbs twenty verse one, First Peter five seven through eight, and Ephesians five sixteen through eighteen. So. I'm already turned there to, to Proverbs, so we'll deal that. We'll deal with that. And just just a just a note here, we're not going to be doing a like a sermon or anything. It's just hitting on scriptures, and we'll just pop in and out of those. Um, and uh, so yeah, so we, we try not to bore you with that. So um, all right, cool. Proverbs twenty verse one says, "Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by its by it is not wise." So the, the context of what's going on around um, chapter 20 and even chapter 19, these are temperances. So um, they are saying, for example, like in verse 27 of chapter 19, cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. So the Proverbs is always going to be giving giving some sort of poetic um, proverb or poetic like advice. Um, these things are scripture, so they are to be... Uh, taken, uh, they're they're not to be taken lightly, but they are to be understood correctly. So, so with that said, Proverbs twenty one one um, is quite simple. Um, we see that, um, at least from the John MacArthur notes, it says that um, wine uh, was a grape juice mixed with water to dilute it, but strong drink was unmixed. Uh, the the it continues by saying, while the use of these beverages is not specifically condemned, being intoxicated always is. So the, the point that this proverb is trying to make, at least the writer of the proverb is trying to make, um, is that both of these things, though they are not um, inherently, and by that I mean they're not in and of themselves evil, uh, the people that are taking these things to get intoxicated therefore become mockers and brawlers. Um, and so whoever is led astray, which is a really key uh, key um, few words here, he says, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Uh, being led astray by something means you're taking, oh, you're taken over by that. If someone, um, if someone takes you astray, that means that you are taken under the possession of that person and pulled away somewhere else. Um, so you're led away from where you need to be. Um, later in these verses, it says it, it shows that kings are not to indulge in wine and drink because they need to be sober and they need to uh, pay attention. Basically, the, the the temptation is always there for them. So these kings in that time, at that moment, were not to be drinking um, or getting drunk. So, so that's that's Proverbs twenty. 
And again, if you have any questions, feel free to email email us or contact us somehow. Um, anyway, you know, to uh, to so we can definitely clar clarify anything that we might have there. All right, cool. So let's move on to First Peter five seven. Let's see here. All right, cool. So uh, we're gonna go next to First Peter five seven through eight. Um, that that passage. Um, I'll start at verse six. It's a little better to just enter into the context that way. But uh, basically, it starts out. It says, "Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you." Be sober, be vigilant. Those are the two um, words that are commonly uh, talked about there. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <clears throat> and then it goes on talking about resisting him, um, and uh, but uh, talking about Christ as well. So um, basically what it talks about, verse 8 is the biggest part there, where it says, be sober and vigilant. Um, a few other words that are used for... Um, Sober are self-controlled, um, so so sober, be self-controlled, and um, vigilant, be watchful. The attitude that's spoken of here <clears throat> is uh, is basically that we are to be um, paying attention, right? Not only mm -hmm. not not only paying attention to uh, this life, so um, of course, setting our minds on Christ, setting our minds on the grace and and the salvation that is to be revealed. At the revelation of Christ, mm -hmm. um, but also to be self-controlled, right? To be chaste, to, um, to to basically fight sin, and to and to be in control of our bodies. There is a there is a control that that we need to have, mm -hmm. um, and with that comes into mind, you know, drinking all the all these things. When he's talking about self-control, it's in light of everything in our lives, right? Um, so. So when it comes to drinking, when it comes to um, alcohol and things like that, we are to have self-control. Um, and basically what it looks like when we don't have self-control is we are led astray. Like that previous verse said, we are led astray. Um, we are therefore drunk and we are under the influence of those things mm -hmm. and at the mercies of it. We'll move on to um, Ephesians 5.16 <clears throat> and we'll hit on that pretty quick. All right. I think I turned to the wrong verse. All right. Ephesians 5, 16 through 18. All right. So it says, uh, I'll start in verse 15 because it's just the passage break there. See then that you walk uh, circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, what's going on here in this verse is pretty interesting. Um, Paul the Apostle, when he's speaking about uh, being uh, not being um, drunk with wine, mm -hmm. uh, the drunk with wine uh, part, he's basically talking about at that time there were orgies that were happening where people would um, get intoxicated for the purpose of getting in touch with the deities, with the gods. So that what they wanted to do was to get intoxicated so that way they would enter into a trance. And while they were doing all the wickedness that they would be doing in those orgies, um, they would therefore enter into some sort of relationship or some sort of uh, experience with a god. Okay. So what he, sell, what he tells them is don't do that. You don't need 
wine or anything. You don't need to be intoxicated in order to reach God, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how we uh, are, are, are in contact with God, okay. right? That, that is what we're supposed to be filled with. That is our, um, if you will, our experience with God. And, uh, and just to touch a note on that real quick, that doesn't mean that we therefore get drunk, quote-unquote drunk, like uh, some of our charismatic brothers and sisters that say that you can get drunk in the Spirit and slain in the Spirit. Those things, those things don't exist in Scripture, and they don't exist um, at least for the past 2,000 years of church history. Um, but what, what, what he does mean by being filled with the Spirit is that we are filled not only with God's direction in our lives by us submitting to His Word and His Spirit, but that we enjoy Him with our minds being connected to, mm-hmm. right, to our experience. So that's that, those are, those are those few verses. So I'll 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 wrap that section up real quick by saying that what we see here is that alcohol is not being talked about here in the negative. We're seeing in the negative instead the experience that comes from a person who uh, takes alcohol and uses it in a perverse way. So, for example, in Ephesians, they take the alcohol, they were taking it and trying to get intoxicated, right, to get some sort of experience with a God. And in the previous verses, we see that if we're not being self-controlled, the devils, they're lurking, right? Mm-hmm. So we see that that alcohol is not the issue, but drunkenness is the issue. So what scriptures say about beer and wine and alcohol, those things are fine. They're not inherently um, evil, Actually, what's looked at is the person's heart and the wickedness thereof and how we need to be vigilant and disciplined as Christians um, to not uh, be drunk, to not be intoxicated. So, um, did you want to say anything about that, Miguel? Yeah, so um, what is the difference between um, a Christian drinking and then a Christian getting drunk? I know it's kind of like closely related Okay, so I would say the difference is that um, when a Christian drinks, and we're talking about the Christian here, when a Christian drinks, um, whatever you know you want to drink, whether it be wine or alcohol, um, uh, well, not alcohol, but wine or um, any type of alcohol, yeah, really. Sure. Um, when when you drink, um, do it, and and this is kind of you know thrown around all the time, but do it unto the glory of the Lord. And I would say that the way that you do that is. Understanding that this thing that you're drinking, if you enjoy it, um, you're enjoying it in light of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you are now free to where, um, as a Christian, you, you don't have to worry about, um, oh, is this going to become addicting to me or anything. Yeah. Um, Christians do not get addicted to anything because their joy is found in Christ. Now, that's that's a pretty uh, controversial topic because other people would say that, yes, Christians can get addicted because it's a mental or whatever thing. But what I would say is addiction is sin. I would agree. Um, and so why Christian... Is, why is addiction sin? Addiction is sin because the... Per, so what mainly happens in addiction is the person is overcome by that um, and they are found at a place of where they, they are dependent mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, entirely to that. Mm-hmm. So for example, a person who's addicted to alcohol is a drunkard, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, what we see in our culture is that that person who is quote-unquote addicted is now, oh, they're, they're sick. Something's wrong with them. Yeah. You know, it's, they have to go to an AA meeting, and they're always at the mercies of, of, of you know, falling back off the train. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, 
Well, that's foolish. The Bible says that if you're a drunkard, right, and if you're in Christ, you're no longer a drunkard. Your identity is in Christ. Mm, you're so you're, so you're, no, yeah, you're a new creation. So if I'm a new creation, by drinking wine, I can enjoy that because I'm, one, a new creation and I'm not, uh, I'm not at the mercies of it. And two, I can enjoy God's creation. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, of like, uh, of, of when Paul talks about uh, the whole, you know, meats uh, being sacrificed to gods and, you know, they couldn't eat it, you know, because uh, it was bad for them, you right. know. And so um, there's a sense of freedom for Christians, you know. I think Christians think that they have to be, um, uh, like, uh, not, you know, like they can't do anything, you know, because everything's bad, you know. And mm-hmm. so... Um, Very pessimistic mentality. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, Paul talks about it and he says, hey, you know, like, we're, we're free, you know, you know, there's only one God, you know, you don't have to worry about these things, um, you know, free to eat, you know, uh, to, to each their own, you know, so I, I just, I think that's very helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's basically what I would say is that a Christian must, um, you know, when they drink, um, of course, enjoy it in Christ, but you also have to be very careful, um, because there is something um, chemical, chemically in the body that happens when a lot of alcohol is taken in. You don't have much food, and your body's not not able to digest it and process it quickly. Um, you know, I've had those moments where I feel like, man, something is wrong. I need to eat something and kind of sit down uh, because I just wasn't paying attention. And and those things are 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 happen easily. You know, if you're not paying attention, um, where you can easily get tipsy or drunk. Um, and what I would say to that is just be careful um, when you're drinking, you know, uh, make sure that you're, 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 you know, healthily eating and that you, um, you know, you're not dehydrated because your body's going to suck that in real quick. And, it, and if you're drinking, right? I mean, it, the, the, this is not a promotion to drink, right? right. It's just a, um, it's just to fix a, menta- a wrong mentality of what uh, alcohol is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, because you know I I know about this and and I I don't I don't I agree that you know drinking isn't bad it's just getting drunk but but I don't drink you know and I don't sure. plan to drink sure um, and that's just and, and so what the Christian and just to close with that um, what the Christian should always remember is that um, you know if by accident you do get tipsy or whatever God's grace is there for you. You know, um, we sin every single day and we gr- we're grieved because of our sin and we repent of our sin. Um, so if, if you found yourself to get tipsy one time or two times or maybe three times and you just don't know what to do, repent, you know, repent. God is always there to give you grace and mercy as a Christian. Um, but, but make sure that you kind of cut that where it's at and, and make sure that you're at least eating before you drink and you're being watchful and mindful um, and you're not drinking three or four beers, you know, if you can't handle it, you know, it's just basically, you know, your own limits, you know what I mean? So, uh, a Christian, uh, should glorify God in, in drinking, not only by enjoying it, but also by being watchful against being drunk. So, um, just to also bring up another example, um, I had, uh, an uncle, uh, of mine that came up to me and really just mentioned, uh, I mean, his position is that, uh, and he's a Christian. His position is that drinking is wrong. And uh, one of the verses, basically the only verse that he brought up to me and he was very strong about was uh, Proverbs uh, 23, 29 to 30. And I'll read it real quick. He says, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has contentions, who has complaints, 
who has wounds without cause, and who has redness of eyes? All these are questions. Um, and then verse 30 says, Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine, do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. And at, the, at the last it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your hearts will utter perverse things. So uh, the interesting part about that is that um, he brought that up and, and was at a very literal uh, place um, looking at that literally, not, to, not paying attention to the fact that Proverbs um, is speaking in a very poetic sense. And not only that, but it must be understood in its context and in the context of Scripture. I think he was doing just horrible hermeneutics. But besides that, um, that, that is just easily fixed by the fact that we look at uh, verse 30 when it says, those who linger long at the wine and those who go in search of mixed wine. This is the attitude of a person that is being drunk. Uh, the person who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eye, uh, who has complaints and contentions, right? Um, it, it, it goes on verse 31 to say, do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and sings like a viper. Your eyes will, will see strange things. When I'm drinking or when a regular person just drinks one cup of wine um, and, uh, and you're totally fine, you don't see these things. You don't experience these things. But in light of scripture, we see that those things start happening, the brawler and the mocker like we saw in Proverbs. Um, those things start happening when the person is now intoxicated, inebriated, and they're, they're, they're no longer in control. So this is basically um, uh, an example of someone who is drunk, inebriated, and they're not in control of themselves. So, um, so what I would say to that person that's using that as a scripture to back up, you know, wine being evil and not and don't look at it, you know, like the like the verse says, um, it's just not using good hermeneutics. You would have to understand the context. And, uh, and the context of the whole scripture as well. So, uh, Miguel, did you want to talk about some, um, some of your uh, experiences with, with coming to the position that you're at right now? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, in the beginning, I kind of, uh, well, when I, when I was younger, when I was younger, I kind of thought, like, um, that the drinking, drinking was wrong, right? Um, and I think that um, I kind of – the idea that came from this, uh, for me at least, to, to come to, you know, to believe that drinking is wrong, not getting drunk, um, just drinking, um, uh, it was because uh, I believe that uh, they, were, um, they were closely related. I thought that drinking meant you will be getting drunk. Um, not only that, but that you would also be tempted uh, to drink. Um, and that's that's what predominantly what uh, the other believers around me believed at the time. Um, and it, I, it's not to say that I don't you know hang out with these believers anymore, um, but just uh, just uh, I didn't really have uh, my own views. I didn't really have um, uh, I didn't really search scripture, you know. Um, uh, and so um, I just believed what everybody told me. So I I I did some research on on scripture and. And um, I read correctly, you know, on, on, on the word. And, and I've come to the conclusion that uh, drinking is completely different from getting drunk. Um, it doesn't mean you will be getting drunk. Um, but because in our society it's closely related, 
right? You, you know, you always see when somebody does drink, they're bound to get drunk because that's the intentions of what, uh, or at least that's what society creates it to be, you know, to get drunk. That's the reason why you drink, um, which I would disagree. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, some people just, just drink because they just want to relax. Um, and so, um, I, uh, did search scripture, um, and I realized, and, and I've come to grips that, you know, Jesus did, you know, create wine and, and, uh, and, and the only part that is, um, the only issue is that they, you know, when you do get drunk, you're getting drunk because, I'm sorry, when you do drink, um, uh, just make sure, you know, that you don't get drunk. And the drunk is what really is the issue because you're out of control um, and, and, and you're not being sober and vigilant um, as, as you know, as we were reading earlier. And so um, I, I, that's how I came to grips with it. Well, I hope that, uh, that this podcast was a help to, to you guys. Um, again, if you have any questions or any comments or anything like that, call the toll-free 1-800. I'm just kidding. Uh, We don't have a phone number or anything, but um, if you did want to reach us by email, um, you could definitely uh, click on our profile and see that. Um, Or you can reach us at Pablo, so P-A-B-L-O, followed by a period, followed by my last name, which is M as in Mary, O, N as in Nancy, C as in cat, A, D as in dog, A, 001, at gmail.com. So that was pablo.moncada001 at gmail.com, if that's not as confusing enough. Um, and then you could send, send us an email, um, tell us what you think. Oh, and also, uh, feel free to ask us a bunch of questions if you want to, because then we'll deal with those questions as well to you tens and tens of people that are listening out there. <laughs> um, so, awesome. Uh, take care, guys. God bless you, and we'll see you for the next podcast. Take care. <laughs>